welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Brazil. I got my man Mitchell Tennis here with me, and we're breaking down some QB pass catch and stacks for you. We're here to help. Don't worry, we have more content coming as always. But as we said, Mitchell was crutching in MLB. Uh, I bring on Mitchell to the podcast last week. He wins fifteen hundred dollars, seventeen hundred dollars. So Mitchell said, "Hey, Mike, can I uh, can I come on the show again? Because I guess you're my lucky <laughs> chunk." No, he didn't say that, but I know he thought it, and I think that's the most important part. Mitchell, <laughs> right. how was uh, how's that wallet feeling this weekend, buddy? We're good. We're feeling pretty good. Looking makes me look forward to the next week in NFL even more when you just you know have a good week. So looking forward to this week and hopefully we can do the same if not better i love that i love that we'll see man i'm, I'm crossing my fingers for you i think it'll be uh it'll be a good weekend again it looks like we got some fun matchups so we are just gonna go game by game talk about some of the stacks mitchell's liking you can uh tail him you can fade him do whatever you want but again dude just won 1700 bucks last weekend so uh, i think it's probably a good idea to play along so let's go to this baltimore philly game uh, Lamar Jackson, definitely not the MVP that we remember from last year. Still priced kind of high uh, compared to the slate. Still the number one guy on the slate at 7,700 because, you know, he can rush. He can grab those touchdowns with his legs as well. Uh, Carson Wentz kind of looks like crap, but might have just found a new wide receiver. Uh, Zach Ertz has been terrible all year. Dallas Goddard's not even there anymore. Are you looking at anything in this game to potentially take some of these QBs or any of these stacks? I mean, Lamar's Lamar's always in play. So there's, yeah, I, I just pair him with Mark Andrews if I play him because that's who gets their red zone targets and scores most of Lamar's passing touchdowns. And then um, the Philadelphia gives up ton of fantasy points to tight ends as well. So that's that's why I'm interested in Andrews, and he's kind of, I believe, the only top tier i guess kind of tight end this week that we yeah. have on our slate i think pretty right? much yeah pretty much yeah below him is gasecki so yeah. i mean andrews I is obviously has multiple two touchdown games already this season and he's facing he gets a good tight end matchup and a team that gives up a lot of points to tight ends already so i think um that would be that'd be a good play but as far as Carson goes, I'm not playing him. I can't. It, not against this defense, anyways. They're going to bring pressure, and they know that who, they ain't really got to cover anybody. I know Fulgham had a great week last week. He's a little bit higher in price now, but I think this um, Baltimore defense is going to is going to give one some fits, like it has. It did Joe Burrow last week, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah, Joe Burrow didn't look so hot last week. And uh, yeah, I don't think the Eagles offense is going to be clicking as well as they were last week. I mean, that, that was such a weird game with the Steelers. I mean, Miles Sanders had 80 yards rushing, 74 came on one rush, and the other six came on 10 different rushes. So outside of that one busted run play, uh, the Steelers really kept them in check. Uh, Fulgham, whatever, for whatever reason, they didn't feel like guarding that guy. They didn't, they didn't feel like covering him at all, so we'll see what happens. But it's it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I think I agree with you. Not really riding anything Philadelphia. Definitely in on some of these Baltimore guys. It's still Lamar Jackson. Yeah, as I said on the show last night, I think this might be a get right spot for Baltimore where, yeah, they kind of beat the crap out of the Washington football club, but we all kind of know they're a bad team. Uh, if they can hold down a semi-decent Philadelphia team, might be, uh, might be a good spot for them. So uh, talking about Joe Burrow a little bit, let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals and Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Philip Rivers, 5,900, 
Joe Burrow, 5,400. Um, AJ Green, all the way down to 3,900. He's questionable for the game. I really wouldn't be surprised if he kind of gives up again. That that interception where he helped block for the the Ravens last week was very weird, but um, that's that's just something else. Um, are you looking at anything in terms of this game, this Bengals-Colts game to stack? Mm, yeah, actually, I think, honestly, Colts – may play from ahead regardless i think jonathan taylor gets quite a few carries against this Bengals defense so that would that'd be one one place that i take a look and then obviously if you're playing taylor and you know if you're playing the game theory then you, you can play burrow at only 5400 and i think aj green is probably gonna sit out so t higgins is a pretty nice option at 4700 He's seen eight, nine, seven, and eight targets the last three weeks, and that's with A.J. Green in. So at 4,700, I think T. Higgins is in a nice spot, even if you don't want him to if you don't want to pair him with Joe Burrow. I love that. That is the analysis we come for. And also, Phillip Rivers is terrible now, so I don't think we really need to do anything with yeah, him. Yeah, no. Nah. I do agree. Uh, we, we can run on this Bengals defense. We've seen it happen pretty much all year long at this point. Uh, if we remember that uh, Cleveland game where I think both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt almost. I know Nick Chubb had 100. Kareem Hunt almost had 100, if I'm not mistaken. He might have actually had it too. So we can run on this team. I don't really think that that's that, um, that shocking at this point. So we'll see what happens there. Let us move on. We have Detroit traveling to Jacksonville. We got Gardner Minshew at 6,400. We have Maddie Stats at 6,300. Interesting matchup. Definitely an interesting matchup. The Lions are favored by a couple points. Kenny Galladay should be fully healthy. It looks like DJ Chark is questionable and probably won't play. LaVisca Chenault, the other pass catcher, the other top-tier pass catcher for the Jags, is questionable, and I think he will play. So we'll have to definitely monitor those, obviously, recording this Thursday night. But how are you looking at this game in terms of uh, anywhere you want to play? Yeah, I like I like Matthew Stafford here. Uh, Jacksonville ranks dead last in in my um, past DVOA numbers. So Stafford at sixty three hundred, and then I like I, I like Galladay. They they haven't quite priced him up to where I think he should be yet. Mm-hmm. He's kind of touched down so far in both games. He was kind of limited snaps week one still saw seven targets went to eight targets last week against this bad pass defense i just think galladay galladay is gonna go is gonna have uh, more more fantasy points more targets again here so that's my that's my thoughts on detroit kind of avoiding their backfield situation i think one of them could have a good game but you tell me which one you know, I think AP could run on them, but if they fall behind, obviously mm-hmm. Swift is the pass catcher. So um, kind of going to try to avoid that aspect. But then Jacksonville is another interesting um, spot as far as Minshew goes, 6,400. And then you look at their wide receivers, they're looking like they could be thin. Uh, I believe Chark is questionable, didn't participate Thursday in practice, and LaVisca Chenault was uh, limited with the hamstring, so if Chark is out, there's some some receptions to be had and targets to be collected, and Chenault at just 5,200, Keelan Cole 49. I think think there's some receiving options in this Jacksonville um, wide receiving corps here. Yeah, yeah, I think that there's definitely some opportunity 
I'm probably going to, I mean, I'm the biggest Minshew fan, second biggest Minshew fan behind my cousin, who's a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, but man, it's just one of those <laughs> things. I want them to be so good. And unfortunately they just, they just refuse to be good. Uh, so maybe in a couple of years we'll see, but uh, I, I don't know. I think there's definitely, you, you could definitely do some stuff against this Lions team. We've seen it happen this year. We've also seen the Lions be idiots and blow some leads. So it's an interesting game. I think it, even though both of these teams aren't very good, uh, I think it still could be a fun game and a game, as you said, there's definitely some areas to get a little interesting with it and potentially make some money. So let's move on to this Atlanta Falcons and Minnesota Vikings game. We have Matt Ryan, 6,600. We have Kirk Cousins, 6,100. We can throw all over both of these defenses. We've seen pretty much everybody do it at this point. Uh, is this just a full game stack? Or are you just trying? Is this one of those games where you're just trying to get one player, two players from each side, and just hope you hit, hope you hit the no, right, uh, the right players in this one? Yeah, I think this is going to be a wild game. I've obviously bet on Atlanta and know about their injuries, and you know Minnesota was part of that awesome loss last week, mm-hmm. so. And then we lose Dalvin, and you look at what Alexander Madison did basically just in one half, 20 carries, 112 yards, three receptions, 24 yards, scored 20 fantasy points and a half basically with mm-hmm. without scoring a touchdown. So, And then he's facing this Atlanta defense. I think he could have a day at 7,200. Even though they priced him up, I kind of hope that scares people off of him, honestly, because really his numbers last week are from one half almost. Yeah. It, yeah. It is pretty crazy how he did all of that in one half and sorry, man, I don't know how the Vikings lose that game. Like that was just insane. Uh, it's just kind of your luck, I guess this year, you guys did get the number one pick in the NBA draft. So that's kind of cool, but right, right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. He is pretty expensive. Um, you can throw on this. Uh, how do you feel about the, the Atlanta side? I mean, we've seen Matt Ryan look great in garbage time and look like dog shit pretty much the rest of the time. How do you feel about him and some of these pass catchers? Um, Looks like Julio should be okay. I know he's questionable, but I think he's starting to participate a little bit, and he's 1,100 cheaper than Calvin Ridley is. I mean, it's still Julio Jones, right? So worth a shot if he's healthy. I'll Yeah, I'll target anybody against kind of the Vikings secondary. He looked a little bit better, better last week until they give up the touchdown to Metcalf. But if Julio Jones plays at 6,700, you know, most – most of us that, you know, play daily fantasy regularly know that this might probably be the lowest Julio is this season. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to buy, you kind of got to get on the buy low if he plays at 6,700. But, you know, if he doesn't play, you could, you honestly go back to Zacchaeus. I know he burned everybody last week, but mm-hmm. that's going to drive ownership down 3,200. Uh, this Vikings secondary just isn't, isn't good and um if julio's out obviously there's more playing time there and then russell russell gage is questionable limited on thursday i'm guessing he plays though but if them they're both out obviously zucchias will be chalk again this week but if julio's out i think zucchias could be a nice salary saver at 3200 again yeah i think he could definitely um he can impact the game in some way shape or form and then also uh hayden hurst is questionable for the falcons so that's just something Extra to throw on top of uh, what is already a bad team. I just, so, yeah. yeah, I want to just jump on, just give Adam Thielen some love here for oh. a quick minute. 7,300, obviously facing the, we know Atlanta's secondary is a lot worse than the league, but Thielen is pretty much 
after last week leads wide receivers in uh, red zone percentage, red zone. He's second in red zone targets. His air yards is third, I believe. Um, his target percentage uh, leads the NFL, I believe. So against this Atlanta secondary, and, you know, they've given up, what, 1,700, 16 or 1,700 passing yards already. Um, I think feeling could be in for a big day. I like that. Yeah, I think uh, pretty much anybody in this game is 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 fair game. I would say everyone but Dalvin Cook. Uh, but that's only because he's not playing. <laughs> I think that's something. And just uh, for everybody out there, sorry I haven't been doing this already, but we'll get to it. Uh, Falcons Vikings fifty four and a half is the over under, and that actually came down, which is pretty impressive. So maybe this Vikings defense is starting to figure it out a little bit. As you said, they didn't look nearly as bad, but I think half of that was just because they were able to control the ball. Um, and then Kirk Cousins did what Kirk Cousins does in that first half and gave the game back to the, uh, or that, that third quarter, whatever one it was, they, the Seahawks scored three touchdowns and the game pretty much flipped right there. But yeah. we don't have to talk about that too much anymore, Mitch. I don't need to bring all that shit up for you. So let us move on to the next game I have here on my slate. We have the Washington football club and the New York giants. Um, Daniel Jones burned a bunch of people the last few weeks. Uh, he's bad. Everybody. I'm sorry. Uh, as a giants fan, it really sucks. Maybe we get Trevor Lawrence at this point. I don't know. It, it is what it is. Um, over under a 43 and a half. So I don't think too much scoring. Is there any plays that you're interested in in this game? No, not really. I think if you kind of wanted to do one-offs here, you could go McLaurin at 5,700. Um, but obviously last week we saw that he definitely had a regression without mm -hmm. Haskins at QB. So um, not for the faint of heart there. And then Slayton is if Sterling Shepard was scheduled to come back and looks like he's going to remain on IR one more week. Mm -hmm. So Darius Slayton at 5,400. Don't think he's priced up enough yet. Obviously has a, um, like I said, I believe last week he's got a pretty high red zone target percentage and his target percentage is um, high as well, especially with Sterling Shepard out. He saw 11 targets last week. Mm -hmm. yeah so i think Derek slate but yeah that's the right it. spot how about evan ingram he's been burning people i mean he had a touchdown last week but it was like a rushing touchdown it's really weird um any anything on him he had two catches one catch for 16 yards but he did have a rushing touchdown it helped a little bit but he sucked this year no at that point i think i just pay a hundred dollars for jimmy graham and or or 300 more for Johnny Smith guys that, mm -hmm. you know, have shown me touchdown equity, not just one week and then via a rushing touchdown from a tight end. Mm -hmm. All right. I love that. Giants suck. Everybody Giants suck. Let's move on to the Chicago <laughs> Carolina matchup. Uh, Teddy two gloves, big Dick Teddy. He is killing it this year, especially these last couple of weeks without Christian McCaffrey. We have Nick Foles in this game as well we can run on chicago we can do whatever we want pretty much on the panthers but the panthers have been pretty good the last couple of weeks which is surprising panthers favored by one and a half points over under here of 44 and a half what are you looking to do i mean are you gonna are we gonna go in on mike davis a little bit and let him run the ball at 7k i mean that's not too terrible are you you believe in, in, I mean, it's pretty much the battle of the big dicks here in this game, which I think is always a fun, uh, fun <laughs> moniker. So how, how are you looking at this one? Who's, uh, who, who, who are you trying to ride a little bit longer? As far as Carolina goes, Teddy, I, I can't believe they didn't price them up. I'm not going to 
I'm not going to probably go for Teddy this week against Chicago. I think they have a much better pass rush than he's seen. And I actually kind of like Foles here this week. I think he's in I think he's in his best matchup as a starter. Obviously, his previous two weeks, he played Tampa Bay and Indy, where both very top defenses in the NFL. And the one week that he played Atlanta, well, well that was the game that he came in, right, halfway through. Mm-hmm. Yep. He threw uh, 188 yards, three touchdowns against a, you know, a worse passing defense. And then, so I think at 5,800, Foles could, could have a solid day. And and we're matching and then, him up on a lot of Allen Robinson, right? Tell me that. Oh, yeah. My He's just, would yeah. Really like to hear that. He just, I mean, feeds him. He's had double-digit targets three straight weeks. A massive mm-hmm. 16 targets last week. So right. if you Same. if you want, best-case scenario is, you know, Chicago falls behind and they're throwing, and obviously a lot of those hopefully go to Allen Robinson. And then if you want to game stack it with Mike Davis on the other side at 7K, they just they, – they give the ball to Davis. They get the ball to their running backs. I mean, he's had – I believe Davis had eight receptions, I think, in three straight games or three of his games that he started. And obviously his, his rushing yards, he's a great play at 7K. I just like a couple more running backs a little bit more right above him, so I won't have a ton of them. Yeah, Mike Davis, since uh, taking over for Christian McCaffrey in that Tampa Bay game, eight receptions, eight receptions, five receptions, nine receptions he had 10 targets last week he has two receiving touchdowns another rushing touchdown he gets the ball double digit times receiving double digit targets in most cases so they're feeding this guy um so i mean at this point he's just christian mccaffrey without the speed or the burst but he's getting everything else like they're letting him have the opportunities so i think he's definitely uh in play here Uh, as i said over under not super high 44 and a half but still something to pay attention to uh let's move on uh houston and tennessee this game we have as an over under of 53 we just watched houston beat the jags we just watched tennessee ship pump the bills um deshaun watson price at 7k ryan Tannehill only 5900 we saw aj brown come back look really good this past week derrick henry still hasn't done too much on the ground he's gotten a couple touchdowns but at 7300 i mean yards per game 57, 119 against Minnesota. Everybody can do that. 84 and 116. So I guess not terrible. <laughs> I, I think it's more of just perception over reality kind of thing. But how do you feel? I mean, we can do whatever we want. Definitely can run the ball against Houston. How much, uh, where are you looking to stack this game up? I for sure like Derrick Henry. That was one of the backs I just was talking about when we mentioned Mike mm-hmm. Davis. $300 more, Derrick Henry, 7,300 facing uh, according to DVOA, the sixth worst rush defense in the league, and I believe they've given up a lot of um, fantasy points to running backs as well. I know Dalvin did very well against them. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pull it up here, but it's taking a second. But yeah, I like I like Henry at seventy three hundred, and then Tannehill. I can't believe he didn't get priced higher. Obviously, did well against the Bills and had his rushing touchdown. So I don't think that happens again, but I like Downey Smith. He sees most of their red zone targets. His touchdown equity has obviously been there. And at 
$300 higher than um, Evan Ingram, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he's a pretty, pretty solid play. Mm-hmm. How about um, anything on the, I mean, AJ Brown, only 5,600. We saw him get a boatload of targets last week. You told me, Hey man, play Brandon cooks. I was like, Mitchell, you're crazy. I'm not going to play Brandon cooks. And then he goes <laughs> off. So I lose a couple fantasy matchups. You win a bunch of money. So that's always fun too. Are we going back to the well? Are we going back to the well again, Brandon Cooks, one more time? I think he could have a big day at 5K. They obviously, Bill O'Brien is gone, and look at look at all of a sudden Brandon Cooks. What was his targets even? Twelve oh, targets. Yeah, something silly. Yeah, so obviously, you know, I think Romeo Cornell is the interim or whatever, but. He obviously wants Brandon Cooks to be involved, and that was kind of their guy. I mean, I guess, you know, metaphorically their guy to replace DeAndre Hopkins. I know obviously nobody – there isn't somebody that's going to come in and replace him, but metaphorically. So 12 targets last week. You got to love that with the new new head coach in. You got to love that. So definitely think there is some some, uh, little stacking that can go on in this game. Just AJ Brown too, fifty six hundred. Yeah, I like him at that price. If he's gonna, you know, uh, especially if Corey Davis remains out uh, due to the COVID list again. So yeah. I just wanted to make sure I got that in there quick. But yeah. yeah, AJ Brown played two games. One of them he got hurt and left, and he's had nine targets and eight targets. Um, so yeah, he looked real good. Glad they kept him out. He's questionable, but I think that's just because they're gonna let him uh, take a couple practices off and uh, get right where yeah. he needs to. Uh, moving on, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Um, in Pittsburgh, we'll see, man. They're always rooting for those Browns. Game uh, three and a half to the Steelers and a 51 total. So they think a lot of points are going to happen in this game. Not as much defense as we are used to. We saw, again, Miles Sanders, if you just look at the box score, 10 carries for 11 carries for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Looks awesome. But in reality, it was one carry for 74 yards and a touchdown and 10 carries for six yards and a touchdown. So it's a little alarming. So I don't know if we can really run all over this Steelers defense. They've been pretty great at bottling up the run. You can throw on them a little bit as we saw last week, but that's not quite Baker's strong suit. But uh, he hasn't looked that great throwing the ball when they've had to. Do you still think uh, this is a spot where we can stack up a little bit? How are you feeling about it? I actually like Pittsburgh's defense a little bit. I think I think Same. they'll be able to um, – Kareem Hunt last week against, obviously, Indy. He got 20 carries, three receptions, 21 yards for a touchdown. I honestly think that's probably his ceiling around mm-hmm. there. And at 7K, I don't think that's – under 20 fantasy points, I don't think is exactly what I'm looking for. So mm-hmm. I'm, a boy, uh, I'm not going to be on Kareem. I do like um, – James Conner a little bit at 7,100. And then Big Ben, a little too high price for me. And I'm going to avoid most of their receivers just because, I mean, you look at last week, obviously Claypool just basically, I mean, I was out of nowhere, four touchdowns. You just, other than Juju, they kind of, they rotate quite a bit. Obviously, if Deontay Johnson is out, there's going to be some, snaps to be had but one thing to watch is these cleveland receivers odell got sent home today with Mm -hmm. an illness non-covid related but the nfl is saying that you know if you feel sick there's there's i think i saw that they're gonna make you quarantine or at least sit out practice or whatever Mm -hmm. 
So that'll be a thing to note. And then Jarvis Landry didn't practice again today. So Cleveland could be really thin at wideout. You could be looking at Donovan Peoples-Jones possibly getting some snaps, the rookie. Uh, Rashard Higgins came in last week and had three catches uh, for 31 yards and a touchdown. So it'll, it'll be you'll have to keep an eye on this Cleveland team heading into the weekend, and that would – if some of them guys are out, that's going to make me like Pittsburgh's defense, obviously, even more. Yeah, yeah, and again, hard to run on them. I know the 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 zone blocking scheme Nick always talks about is awesome, and it works pretty much everywhere it goes. But it's still, I think that Steelers defense is pretty uh, pretty good at block, uh, guarding against a run. So I think it is going to be pretty difficult. Uh, let's move on. Only a couple more, more games here. Oh, you got one more. I just wanted to. Uh, mention Eric Ebron or possibly some of these cheaper Cleveland tight ends. Ebron's only 4,100. Cleveland's been uh, given up in the top five where the one of the fifth most pa- uh, fantasy points to tight ends. And Ebron has uh, six, seven targets. He, I believe, dropped a touchdown when I was watching last week. And he did get a point taken away for a fumble as well. Yeah. But at forty one hundred, and then the two the two Cleveland tight ends are both below four K. Hooper thirty nine hundred, and then Joku thirty six hundred. If them uh, Cleveland receivers yeah. sit out, that would that would be an interesting place to go to save some salary. Save some salary at a position that's not super deep anyway. Yes, we love Mark Andrews, but he's the most expensive, and it's by a long shot too. So if you can't quite pay up for him, that might be a really that game in general might just be a nice spot. Uh, let's move on. We have the Denver Broncos traveling to New England to play the Cam Newton-led Patriots. It looks like Drew Locke is going to start. I think you're crazy to start him. Um, it looks like Melvin Gordon, he was practicing today. He just got a Dewey like two nights ago and is already practicing, so you got to love the NFL. Um, I don't think there's too much on the Broncos side that I really want to play with. Uh, it looks like Stephon Gilmore is back from the COVID list as well, so I think he is going to be just fine. Anything on the Patriots side? Are you in on Cam 6,500? Uh, they're going to run the ball. He's probably going to get a rushing touchdown. I mean, it just really comes down to if he wants to throw the ball at that point. Yeah, I won't hate you for Cam at 6,500. I just think there's a couple options that I like around him a little bit more. Like I said before, Stafford, um, Matt Ryan against the Vikings, and Kirk against Atlanta. But I don't like a ton from this game, especially if Melvin plays. I kind of was looking. They were talking about maybe suspending him, and obviously Philip Lindsay at 4,300 was going to be coming back. I was actually – my plan was hopefully to fade Chalky Philip Lindsay coming back after missing how many weeks mm-hmm. and jumping on Royce Freeman instead, but doesn't look like I'll be able to do that. So actually this game for me is pretty much just crossed off, honestly cross it right off the list and i can totally understand that i don't think it's a great spot for either team uh let's move on we have an awesome afc east matchup we have the jets traveling down to miami we have no longer have levy on bell he's still on your sheet it's number two in our sheet for running backs uh number one in our hearts but he is now a kansas city chief uh so i think that's something to pay attention to obviously they're not on the schedule so we can't take advantage of it this week but we'll see what happens look like we have Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, 5,900. We got Joe Flacco, 5,100. Uh, Jamison Crowder, 6,100. That dude just gets target after target after target. Um, Devontae Parker's look. I mean, the defenses are not the best in this game. How are you How are you going to – what's your plan of attack here for this first 4 o'clock game, Mitchell? 
The Jets are the second worst uh, pass defense team, according to DVOA and Fitzmagic, still priced under 6K. I believe that was, I think that was his third above 30-point fantasy night. Oh, no. Fourth over 25. Four straight over 25 uh, fantasy points for Fitzmagic. And he gets... And he gets the Jets, who obviously, like I said, rank second worst in uh, pass defense. I would, I not, I won't pair him with Gasecki just because I'd probably rather go up to Andrews or down mm-hmm. to one of the tight ends I've already mentioned. I would like Devontae Parker, and he showed he was throwing the ball to Preston Williams last week, although. It was just five targets. He caught four of them, obviously, for 108 in the touchdown. I doubt that happens again. So I'd go I'd go Parker before Williams, but I think you can pair him with both. And then as far as New York, I actually don't mind taking a shot at LaMichael P. Ryan at 4K just because he's running back minimum. Adam Gay said basically that P. Ryan is going to get a look – and a lot of touches now at the expense of Frank Gore. So mm-hmm. against against a not great Miami defense, who actually, according to DVOA, ranks dead last against the rush. I think uh, for a running back at min price, the Michael P. Ryan could be a spot that you uh, take a look if you need to save some salary. Min price. We always like to see that, uh, especially if it's a play that can make some sense. So, yeah, that might be interesting. I think that game's going to suck. Looks like it's going to be a little rainy in Miami, but it always is. So, uh, last yeah, game. Yeah, keep a note on that. Yes, always keep a note on that. It's going to be a little rainy, which is weird because in Tampa Bay, just kind of like right across the state, I think. I actually don't know what Miami is like or, or Florida is like, but we have Green Bay traveling down to Tampa Bay. Should be a just a fun game to watch. Think I mean, there's only two four o'clock games. I hope the NFL moves one other game to four o'clock because that would make life a little easier. But Green Bay, Tampa Bay, uh, can't really run on this Tampa Bay defense. Green Bay hasn't really been tested yet this year, so I'm kind of curious what they'll look like against a pretty good defense in Tampa Bay in general. I don't know, man. How are you thinking about this game? Are you looking for any uh, any sneaky plays? Maybe some underutilized, underowned guys that you can take advantage of. First, yeah, first we'll have to watch this Tampa Bay wide receiver core. Three guys limited in practice still on Thursday. Uh, obviously, Godwin has missed time, and then Evans with his ankle injury. Just just have to keep an eye on it. I don't – I don't know. It's hard, to, it's hard to gauge. I think Evans is a lot better when Godwin plays and vice versa. So kind of got to see how that shakes out. But for the Packers, I like Valdez Scantling at forty six hundred with Adams back. I think I think um, Tampa Bay is kind of going to make somebody else other than Devontae Adams beat him, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Lazard. Obviously, was their number two out. Valdez Scantling should be is going to be on the field majority of snaps. Uh, eight targets last week. I think I think he could be in for a nice spot. And the Packers, I think this will be their first real test. So Aaron Rodgers. They might, they might, they could be playing from behind here. I think they have a greater chance, anyways, of playing from behind and needing to throw the ball. Um, Robert Tanyan, we saw him score three touchdowns last game out. Scored a touchdown previously. Now, obviously, Devonte Adams coming back, kind of that that'll take some shares away. But 
Any love for him at 5,100? If, yeah, if Aaron Rodgers is going to target him in the red zone, he's got, I believe, three yeah, three straight weeks with the touch with the receiving touchdown. So if Aaron Rodgers is going to throw somebody the ball in the red zone, yeah, you know, there's going to be interest. But, you know, that red zone guy is back now. So I think at mm-hmm. 5,100, it's just too, too steep of a price for me with the guys that have already we've already mentioned around him mm-hmm. or lower priced. What about from the Tampa Bay side? Are you interested in any of those running backs? It looks like Fournette will be back. We still have Ronald Jones there. It looks like Chris Godwin will be back. Mike Evans, hopefully, will be a little healthier. Um, anything, any love over over on that Tampa Bay side? I believe Ronald Jones is the guy for them. But it just if Fournette and McCoy are both back, obviously, they're going to be in some and get some touches. So I think that takes away from a ceiling some. But maybe the last i think two weeks without them where he's kind of gone off and just been his own been been the lead back throughout the whole game he showed that he is really good and played well so maybe that maybe that's affect you know affected the coaching staff and he he is the lead back and kind of see fournette just be the third down guy or something like that after you know his strong showings but that's kind of you're kind of gambling then kind of gambling isn't that what we're doing though mitchell <laughs> but, yeah, but I think it's like, you know, I think it's one of those 50-50 things like where he could, yeah, he could, I could if I tell you to not play him, he's probably he could go off. So mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, it's kind of 50. I think he could either go off or I think he's probably going to be a dud. So I, yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting on him. <laughs> we got to take a stance. That's how we make money. We follow the process, we follow the structure, we make money doing it as you did last week. I think you pulled in uh, you took a take. You had a takedown of fifteen hundred. Made a couple hundred else elsewhere. So when you're taking home seventeen hundred dollars in a weekend, I don't think anyone's going to be angry about it. So we're gonna we're gonna roll with you. That's why we love you. That's why we appreciate you. That's why we have you here. So that's about it. That's our uh, that's our Sunday slate. Went through all the games, couple places. Be on the lookout. We got sticks picks. We he has a couple articles that'll be coming out. One for cash. One for GPP. One for player props. We obviously we're gonna have another preview show coming out Saturday morning. A little bit more information. We're starting to have some more teams. That Falcons game is actually kind of um, got to pay attention to that one a little bit. It was one that you really liked. Yeah. I forgot to mention that uh, they, they're starting to have a couple guys test positive. So currently it is in the Sunday slate. I would not be surprised if that game at least gets moved to Monday and we have a triple header on Monday. Or maybe if they're nice, they give us some more Tuesday night football because I love Tuesday night football. I mean, who didn't? So. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll enjoy every second Thurs- of it. Leave me Thursday then, though. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Though. That is true. So. <laughs> Give me Tuesday. Like, let me keep Thursday as well. I don't. It's it's kind of funny. Yeah. Everyone was excited for Tuesday night, and then it's like now it's Thursday. And it's like oh shit, we don't actually. It's like, yeah. uh, I'm watching a movie with my wife later tonight. We'll see how that one goes. But uh, <laughs> Mitchell, where can everybody find you on the internet? Yeah, at Mitchell ten one T H O E N N one on Twitter. Mitchell ten S T H O E N N E S on Instagram, and then in Discord chat at Bomb Carlo fifteen. Bomb Carlo fifteen. You can find me at Michael Raziel one. If you want to get into that Discord chat, windailysports.com backslash chat. You get seven free days in our Discord chat. You get to ask Mitchell. You get to ask CA. You get to ask Nick and Adam and everybody on the team what they're thinking on that NFL side. But we also are giving you everything else. A couple more days of baseball, it looks like. We got some esports going on. We have MMA this weekend. So ask all the questions you want. We're here to make you guys money in betting and fantasy sports. That's what we're here for. Um, I can't remember if I said it. You can find me at Michael Raziel 1. You can find us at Windaily Sports. But 
We hope you make it a very profitable week six of the NFL. 